Hello and welcome. My name is Tim. I'm Dante. And I'm Herfy Durfy. And this is Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. How are you guys doing? Yeah, all right. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for not continuing your super great energy <laughs> there, but uh, I'm a little uh, a little under the weather, I would say. Damn, dang, yeah. I'm doing good. It's nothing nothing serious. I I hope at least I haven't gotten tested yet, but I don't feel super serious. But it's like uh, I don't know, you know how how, how you can feel when a cold is coming on. We're mm-hmm. like coughing randomly for some reason, and then your nose feels a little itchy and stuff. So yeah, I, I think yeah. that's what's happening. You get those little like physical indicators, mm-hmm. and then you have to actually mes- like mentally think like, "Uh oh, am I getting sick? Do mm-hmm. I feel bad right now?" Yeah, like, you, exactly. You get the symptoms before you get the like bad feeling. Yep, I can totally relate to that's that. That's what's well, happening. That sucks, man. Um, I was just we started doing these recordings Mondays at 5 p.m. EDT for us, which is, you know, at uh, what, like 10, 11 for her, depending on various daylight savings. And uh, it's been great for me. I always I kind of like Mondays a lot. I'm always like very energized throughout them. And You're then, energized uh, you know, on a Monday? Them. What's wrong Hell with yeah, you? Yeah, baby, let's go. No, it's it's around Thursday or Friday. Things get pretty pretty <laughs> lethargic. But no, I love the Monday. Monday is great. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was driving on the way home from work and, and I was just like, man, I'm really psyched to be doing this. Like it, we're lucky to have this, you know, set time every two weeks to not just talk about a cool game and community and rando, but just like, you know, two cool dudes that I get to, you know, have a, a appointment to chill with every two weeks. So I'm glad to be here with the two of you. Aww. I'm glad to be here too. That's, and uh, uh, I... Yeah, I'm especially I'm especially excited to hear about Dante's most recent trip. So you just had the Beast in the East <laughs> gathering uh, in the Virginia or the D.C. area, right? Uh, oh, no, it was in uh, like Hampton area. So. Uh, oh, OK. So uh, cool, Virginia cool. Beach area, I guess, is another okay. way of putting it. But but yeah, left and went up there Friday, um, got all the stream stuff set up, tested and uh, then took it back to where I was crashing for the night because I didn't want to leave like a computer and mixer and stuff just at the the venue without anybody there to watch it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then uh, we had the tournament Saturday morning. We started on time. We finished uh, a double a double elimination 24 man bracket or 24 entrant bracket. So I'm politically correct. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and um, we finished about 8 p.m. We only had one hiccup and uh, like one major hiccup and it involved the machine. It wasn't the stream. That was that was the super <laughs> nice. important part. Like we did have a stream hiccup because the hotel's Internet reset at 5 p.m. And I didn't know how to get it back, but we didn't miss any matches because also at the same time, like they were trying to pick out songs to play. So it, it worked out. We got back online like super fast. Um, nice. uh, I probably should have set this up better in case uh, you didn't hear the last episode or two this beast in the east it's a uh uh rhythm game competition live in person among other things right yeah among other things I, i i have like a few words about that um like this this is events identity right now it seems to be in like the middle of two things and just to summarize it feels like there it, it started like as just like a dance game competition they added in fighting games and now it feels like they're trying to transition it to be a con which is fine mm. um but the they were like at one point about to have concerts like live concerts during rhythm games and like <laughs> i'm like me and everybody else were kind of like what are you guys doing this is like not <laughs> yeah. something you can do uh, mm-hmm. because like your heart's c- in the right place, but like this absolutely will not work, but shout outs to them for being very accommodating. And they're like, we'll move the band set to later in the night. And then that, that actually worked out really nice. So, uh, so I have a stupid question to that. Is it technically possible to play, uh, DDR or SMX or whatever with headphones? Are there it's like, not. can you plug uh, them in? No. Okay. They, they don't really make it. I, I wouldn't want to be sharing those headphones with people. Oh, um, definitely not. No, and but I, I could see me you like, could, you know, bring some from home or whatever. I could yeah. see myself whipping my body like super fast. Like I just did there and like my mm. headphones go flying and then it's like, well, mm-hmm. can't hear the game now. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, it, it totally makes sense. But I thought maybe, you know, maybe for, I don't know, noisy arcades or something. Yeah, it would be nice. Like if wireless technology didn't have delay, it would be mm-hmm. like that would be perfect. Like give me some AirPods and I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But delay is a thing. So Yeah. So you stayed on schedule. 
Uh, streaming generally went pretty good. Took the better part of a, a day, almost an entire day. I got to ask, how'd you do? I got second. Um, okay. Okay. I, Congratulations. Well, thanks. Very nice. I'm, I was talking to her for a little bit about this before, and I said I'd go into it. I am super proud of Water Salads for taking first. Uh, he's been like killing wild mode recently. Um, he brought his a game like he played so close. His scores at the tournament reflected so close to his like best on like the leaderboard, mm. Uh, mm -hmm. whereas mine did not. I I just was not in. I don't know if it was my headspace. I, I will admit I had a ton of tournament anxiety. I've never entered and this is not taking away from anyone, but I've never entered a tournament being like head and shoulders, the favorite to win, like above everybody else. Mm. Like the mm -hmm. meme was Dante's just going to win. So it was like, I don't know. I, I felt like there was pressure from myself to do well. There was pressure from other people to do well. And I, I honestly let it get to me and I, I made some mistakes, but, um, that's that's kind of how like it's like with rando it's like with i guess nmg and with dance games you have to bring it for that specific game and uh i mean water salads brought it so he, he knocked me out of winner's bracket and then i clawed back and uh i only took one song on him like he two owed me in winners and then he three won me in the grand finals like i didn't even get a chance to reset the bracket on him so uh, shout outs to him for, for bringing it home. I'll, I'll gladly take second place. Like the Maturino blew up and I think I'm getting a little over $400 from it. So, uh, which nice. is insane by step maniac standards. Very nice. Um, yeah. so shout outs to that community for, uh, for getting everything. We had someone rip all the individual matches into VODs. So I'm, uh, working to get those on YouTube like today and tonight. Um, and like a playlist. So if I can get that done, Temp, I'll give you a playlist of like all the matches on YouTube or something. And if you want to link yeah. that, you can. But it was it was super fun. I had a really good time. I wish we'd have had more people available to like jump in on commentary. We kind of rotated between myself, Skeeter and water salads. Um, but, you know, people like the tournament organizer had to run the tournament, go track people down, have them do their song card draw set. So they randomize what songs they're playing or what and be ready to go. Uh, so there was a lot of moving parts and um, yeah, but overall super fun event. I had a great time hanging out with people, meeting a lot of new people too. Uh, and I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, going to another one at some point soon, whenever they, we, we decide to have another step maniacs tournament. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congrats on the podium spot. Uh, can't help but feel a little bit guilty as one of those people who was doing what you were saying and no, being like, Oh, you got this free money. Like, you know, your clear favorite, like you said, um, but I totally hear what you're saying about performance anxiety and, and tournament anxiety. I remember going on stage for the Mario Maker uh, finals during SGL 19 and looking down and seeing that my hands were shaking and being like, what the hell? is? What? Yeah, I played this game a million times. I played online a lot of times. I've been in front of crowds of people you know, so many times. And yet, like, I'm so nervous because I'm about to do something that is I've never done before in front of people, which is play Mario, you know, so I can only imagine, you know, having something so much more physical, like a dance game, like a rhythm game. Uh, and, and you know, it doesn't really matter how good you are. Anyone can fall victim to uh, that kind of, you know, anxiety when you get in front of a group of people or when the pressure's on. So, yeah, um, I will choose my words more carefully. No, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying you were wrong there. I, at, you know, even water salads was like, you know, Dante's probably going to win. Yeah. So uh, and he was even in that. But I'm, I'm actually like, like I said, I'm super proud of him because like he rose to the occasion. And for the longest time, you know, he told me afterwards, like he's like, you've been an inspiration, like at the game in general, because you've been good since the start. And he's like, I've been working at it. And, you know, it's just uh I don't know. I think it made a really good storybook ending. If I had to, mm -hmm. if I had to like look cool. at it from a third party perspective. Nice. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you had a good time and hearing you talk about that just gets me even more psyched for STL 2022. Heck uh, yeah. Just coming up in just yeah. uh, uh, less than two months at this point. So uh, we will definitely get some good hang time in there. Uh, well, Awesome. I think now we can get into the rando stuff. Uh, I'll just come out right up, out front and say I haven't had a chance to play since the last time we recorded an episode. Dang. Usually I try to get at least one seat in there. Just keep it top fresh in mind, you know, top of mind. And uh, yeah, just work has been absolutely insane. You know, Nell is at an age where she demands a lot of attention kind of right now. So I haven't had a chance to play. I'm going to be kind of taking a little bit more of a, a backseat, I think, on this. 
uh, on this episode. And like I said, I'm just happy to be here. Happy to be hanging with you guys. Happy so. to be here. <laughs> That's me every um, day. Yeah. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, we do have some news, some announcements. Um, you know, not playing rando doesn't mean that I'm not uh, still, you know, picking up on all of the new tournaments and things like that that are happening. And the first one that we want to talk about here today, it's got kind of a weird name, but it is the Kabukitational tournament. So that is uh, Ka is casual, Boo is boots. Key is keys and then Tational is it's a tournament. Uh, and then the one thing they weren't able to capture within the title is the all dungeons aspect. So the Kabu Key Tational is an all dungeon casual boots keys invitational tournament. Um, and actually, I don't think it's invitational. I think you can sign up and, and if you sign up, you're in. I think they're, they're going to be uh, allowing as many entrants as, as they get uh, in multiples of eight, I think is what they had said in their uh, in their sign up rule sheet. So is it really an invitational um, then? If, if No, it's, yeah, it's not. <laughs> I'm not. Maybe it's not. Maybe the Tational doesn't stand for invitational, but I couldn't think of what else that could have been. So that's that's what it seemed like to me. I don't know. I see. Uh, but. Anyways, uh, signups are open now, and I assume they're open just until the start of group stages, which is Monday, September 12th. So I assume you have until like probably the 11th or so. Uh, but if you're interested, I mean, go ahead and get your sign up in now. Uh, registration minimum is 40 and there's no max, uh, but they will attempt to allow a number divisible by eight. Uh, and they're doing that to try to count down on buys and things like that once they get to brackets. Um, group stage is going to be four weeks long, starting, like I said, on September 12th, uh, and October 9th, uh, is when it will end. So two games a week basically is what they're looking at for that. Uh, so again, that's the Kabukitational tournament. We'll have a link to the discord. This is being put on by 40 bonks, I believe a group of, you know, kind of a sub community in, in rando. Uh, and specifically the one that communicated all this info to me was John Snoo, uh, who we just had on the show not too long ago, does a, a tremendous help during the mentor tournament. So if you have questions, I would say reach out to him or jump in the 40 box, uh, discord, but yeah, we'll have links to all the relevant info and, uh, Get your registration in if you want to participate. I uh, I do want to point out, I just saw that it appears the brackets are a best two out of three and double elimination. And then winners, mm. losers, and grand finals are a best of five. Okay. All right. I have opinions. I like the best of five. I don't I like the, I li- <laughs> you don't like a best of Holy five. Moly, I like dude. the best of five for finals. All right. Only. Like this is the first I'm seeing this. It's like, that's a lot of games, man. Like I need to like personally, I, uh, this is um, uh, my podcast, right? I'm, I'm going to say my yeah. piece. <laughs> get in there. I want tournaments to get shorter, not longer. Like <laughs> I get, I get why people like, you know, people want to play. They've got time. Great. I love it. Like it, it reward the people who, who can and want to, but, um, I really think best of three single elim or just a straight double elim is the way to go personally but mm. stacking best of three and double elim this is i feel like this is gonna drag for like a really long time uh i hope i hope it doesn't i hope it goes really smoothly and goes well but i just feel like this is gonna take a long time mm-hmm. 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 Uh, i think that tournaments are kind of they're a reflection of the admins that are putting them on and also of the community and so I wonder if like the double elimination best of three, obviously that's going to make you play a lot of rando. I wonder if that is something that the admins wanted or something they're sensing from the community that like so many people are showing up and begging to just play and play and play. They're giving the people what they want. I'm not sure. It's probably one of those two, but um, I think I mean, like, yeah, you make a good point. My mindset with that is like, and I'll let her talk after this. I promise I'll shut up. Um <laughs> Like the whole thing is like so many tournaments are firing up now and I, you know, leagues firing up and we had the, just had the cat, like we're still in the middle of the casual boots, like just regular casual boots. And then we got cross keys, which we're going to talk about in a bit. And, uh, we just finished the mentor tournament, which I know that's not open to everybody, but it's like with so many tournaments available as your options now, including like ladder invitationals. Um, that's where I feel like, especially they need to be shorter. Like that way people can enter more things. If they're longer, it's going to just cause people to, it's going to, I think it has a tendency to maybe fracture things a bit just because I 
you know, I'm not going to want to do a potentially best of three bracket. That's double Elim and league and ladder invitational at the same time. If I qualify for it, because that's a lot of, that is a big commitment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you do, you know, you've mentioned LTTPR league. Anybody can get involved so that you definitely got a point there, but cross keys. I mean, that's, yeah. I think there's a whole different set of sub player, you know, subset of the community that plays that, uh, that are not going to be probably the same people that want to play a casual boots all dungeon. Although the, you know, keys kind of makes it a little bit, you know, nudges it more in that, uh, advanced mode category, I guess. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned spoiler, that's kind of a whole different thing. So I think their goal was to be able to provide a tournament that's a little more kind of middle of the road uh, for people to participate in. But I also, like I said, I mean, it, there is just no shortage of people lining up to sign yeah. up for these tournaments. Like every single tournament that opens up ends up getting more participants than they expected. Yeah. So for sure. while, you know, I definitely I'm not going to participate in this one. I will say I don't love the all dungeons aspect. Even if you do start with boots, I feel like these I, I can't commit to it from a time commitment standpoint, mostly for the mode. But uh, I have no doubt in my mind that they will totally fill up with, you know, probably you know, 64 plus member or uh, racers, you know, in there during the registration. Right. So Herf, why not? Why not were, do it? You know, her fault were your thoughts. No, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right on the, there's definitely not players missing, right? Because otherwise right. the tournaments wouldn't be filling up. I think it's kind of interesting to see that. I mean, you know, if people are there, why not? I would have thought the burnout is going to set in at some point eventually, but apparently not. I mean, yeah. maybe it kind of is, but not for these kinds of tournaments. Uh, if you take a look at the AOTTPR spoiler online SGL thing that's currently going on, it's, you know, not brimming with uh, participation, I would mm. say. Uh, might be the mode, might be the general dislike of money tournaments, might be a spoiler, you know, just not being a thing for people that they really enjoy under pressure or something i don't know but um what i was going to originally say is i think the whole best of three double elimination into best of five kind of stuff comes from a want of making it more you know competitive or fairer i guess because we all Mm -hmm. know the complaints you know oh best of one i i you know i made one mistake and i lost my tournament life or even on the double elimination, you feel like, all right, I made two mistakes and I lost my tournament life. You know, if yeah. I just had one more game or something to come back. Uh, so I, I kind of understand it from that perspective. But as Dante was saying, imagine getting knocked down into the loser bracket relatively early and then making it all the way to the end and maybe even managing a bracket reset and a best of five or something like that. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's going to be so many games. Yeah. And yeah. uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And it's a mode that, I mean, we've all done all dungeons and and even all dungeon keys, I think is pretty common. All dungeon keys casual. Yeah. But then, so this is a mode that it takes elements that we've are familiar with and puts them together in a mode that you don't necessarily seem together with. So playing it for a long time over and over, it's like getting really good at foosball, you know, or something like that, where it's just like, you know, it's great that you have that, but you don't really get to bust it out that often. On the yeah. other hand, I mean, you know, you're going to be in all the dungeons. You're going to get a lot of, you know, um, execution repetition. So it's not to say that it's useless. You know, you'll definitely get some random knowledge mm-hmm. out of it. Um, I mean, yeah. As, yeah, as we've said, people, you know, if this tournament didn't exist, people will be joining lighter games or playing, you know, casual races with their friends or doing whatever. So it's not like. You know, people yeah. are loading too much on their plate. Apparently, they have the time and the motivation to play all these tournaments. So, more power to them. I mean, uh, to to spin it another way, like I I was a big fan in 2018 of the 15 game group series because it helped me get experience. So, I think for newer players, like something long like this is probably good. It's good for experience yeah. if it's what you want. Um, mm-hmm. um, it's just you know. I guess I'm at the point in my life, I've said it a million times, is shifting, you know, and it's like I, I want to keep playing. Uh, I just don't want to play really, really long time. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, th- I guess the last thing I'll say about this tournament, John has uh, told me that when it comes to seeding going into groups, 
Uh, he has a whole uh, kind of method cooked up for that that's going to look at past tournaments from this year participation and results in those and kind of reward people who have been active in the community in 2022. Uh, he even used an example in the rules sheet of if Dante were to sign up for this, <laughs> uh, he would not be uh, seated very favorably because he hasn't participated in, you know, many tournaments. Shout out to John for making, <laughs> actually getting permission to, to use my likeness. I, I, oh, I, wow. I did appreciate that DM <laughs> rather than just seeing it in the rules doc. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me that John ran that by you. That's just the kind of guy he is. When He's I read polite. it, when he when he sent it to me, I actually kind of chuckled. I said, "Feel free." That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, and it does illustrate it well because it's like everyone knows Dante's very good, but it's like, oh, well, because he hasn't participated, he gets seated. You know, blah blah blah. So, um, but yeah, uh, to cap all this off, um, best of luck to the admins of that tournament, uh, and I hope to see a huge turnout. I have a feeling we probably will. Like I said, I personally am not going to, you know, I'm going to sit this one out, but uh, it doesn't mean that I don't want to see them be successful. So best of luck to them. Uh, next up, we have we actually missed this. We could have talked about this last episode, but we all kind of forgot. Uh, the Racing Council has uh, nominated new members. There's a few that are leaving in term seven or fall 2022 term. Uh, so Dante, as our Racing Council liaison, tell oh. us about what's been going on with the with the council. I got a new title. Um, yeah, your liaison. Departures were uh, Chimo, Jim, Lin Lin Lin, Ninban, and So15. Do appreciate all their help. I've said that multiple times. Like they they were very vital to a lot of like I guess investigations as well. So, um, but we've got uh, two returning members, P Train and Sailor Nep, to rejoin the council, and one new uh, in Humbug. So uh, bringing them on, we had five departures, bringing three in, and uh, we're at seventeen members. That's kind of the original. Nineteen is our absolute max according to the bylaws. So we wanted to try and trim that down a little. Uh, everyone thought if we went too much further than that at the moment, that would be too much. Um, leaders were nominated, uh, but uh, I don't have results. We haven't done a vote. Um, mm. I, I, I don't want to put anyone on blast right now. Like our our, we, our admin liaison has uh, been very busy and uh, they have not set the vote up yet. So hopefully uh, once things in their life cool down, we'll be able to set that up. It's not like like I've said before, the leader role is more of just a spokesperson type thing. Uh, it's not like we have to command people what to do. So it's not mm -hmm. an absolute vital thing to have that. It was more vital, I think, initially in the early uh, age of the council. But um, but yeah, like we'll get hopefully get that done in the next few weeks. Nice. Yeah, it's not like you can't do things without leaders. You right. guys are able to, you know, vote and for sure. Stuff. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, I will uh, get that page on the Go Mode Podcast website updated so that that is current. And uh, yeah, good luck to the new term or the new uh, council. Good luck counseling. Yep. <laughs> yep. Council away. Council your little hearts out. <laughs> Next up, we have a uh, update on the cross keys tournament. Uh, and Dante, you had uh, kind of a quick report for that put together as well, right? Yeah, uh, I hope it's quick. All right. So if you're not following the cross keys tournament, uh, they have done an eight week Swiss uh, and out of 180 ish members uh, that joined or entrants, not members. We're talking about council for members. Uh, but out of 180 some entrants, only 16 are going to make it into the brackets. So brackets are going to be single elimination, best of three. Let's talk about who has qualified. Um, Goomba and Ramon are right now sitting at seven and zero. They are going to be playing each other uh, Tuesday. So by the time this episode comes out, it will be completed. That's mainly just to determine who is going to be the number one seed for the bracket. Um, the other people who are guaranteed to be in as of right now, Zelga Desan, Top Life, 2C, Illus, and Schulzer all sitting at 7 and 1. So that is only um, part of the bracket. So what's about to happen, there will be a tiebreaker race where it's a group race. Everyone who's uh, at 
uh, six and two will have the opportunity to enter this, and then the top nine will make it into the bracket. So let's run through the people who are going to be in this tiebreaker race guaranteed real quick, and then we'll talk about the matchups that haven't happened. Uh, so those are Lin Lin Lin, Brev, Mystic, Locke, Humbug, Dane8373, Artie Walsh, Structural Mike, Vix Rider, JJO36, CS Tutor89, Telethar, Megawatt, Wallkicks, and Willard J. Bradley. Uh, those are a handful of the runners that are going to be guaranteed in that race. Uh, and then some matches that need to happen to decide who's going to go to the tiebreaker race or be eliminated. We have Vortex of Doom versus Will WC, Fear Agent versus Gilgamesh, Gamachu versus TJ Maelstrom, Zen Arcane versus Skella, and Tam versus Drykey. Uh, winner of those races will go into that tiebreaker race. So there's some going to be a little bit of drama, some storylines to keep up with. Um, if you're interested in cross keys, this is a good time to see that group race is probably going to be really exciting. I'm sure there'll be multiple ZSR streams like covering multiple runners. So should be uh, a really good time. But yeah, top nine of the 20 who are in the tiebreaker race will advance to brackets. And it's supposed to be, I think this coming Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't have a time for that yet, but, uh, Join the CrossKeys Discord, and you can probably keep up with it if you're interested in watching. Yeah, very good. Shout out so to we'll Alison for giving me all that information because I was away all weekend and couldn't actually get the info, and they, he hooked me up today. So shout outs to him. Nice. Yeah, shout out to Alison. Thank you for that. Uh, so we'll have a link to, let's see, the Discord for that tournament. I also found the bracket on start.gg. We'll link that as well. And uh, like Dante said, uh, Zelda Speedruns uh, is the Twitch channel where um, you can see a lot of these being restreamed. So um, if I can find a separate schedule, I'll put that in the description as well. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, check check some of these out if you get the opportunity. And uh, thanks to Dante and Allison for the for the uh, recap there. All right. Moving right along, a quick update on the casual boots tourney. So we are uh, we have our top 16 through brackets and we actually have a few. Uh, already decided even beyond 16, but I'll tell you the top 16 now. So we have the number one seed, Gamachu, uh, Trinex, Chloe Prower, Coin Chaser, Fox Lisk, Hitsuyan 1337, A0-0187, Bwayne, Ganon's Gone Wild, Telethar, Tenet, Gem, Cade Rukawa, Rob J. Beasley, Average Frustrated Gamer, and Teto. Uh, so of those people that I just mentioned, Chloe Prower and Hitsuyan have already advanced. They've eliminated Coin Chaser and Fox Lisk, respectively. Uh, so we kind of have 14 people that are still in the running there. Uh, but yeah, they've been uh, really zooming through those brackets. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they are doing single elimination for these brackets. I think I saw that somewhere. Um, so that explains how they've been going so fast. And to go back to what we were talking about earlier of the best of three and double elimination, it would explain kind of a perhaps as a reaction to this tournament, why they decided to play so many more games in the upcoming casual boots tournament. So I did th- think that was interesting. I don't think we had ever noticed or commented on that before, but single elimination in brackets is pretty sav. It's pretty, pretty I, I'm sad for it. I, I'm all for it. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely here for that. Uh, it's cause it, it's rando and like, get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely makes it a lot more chaotic. Like you, you can, yeah. you can get a real underdog winner, you know, somebody who yeah. clown routes and pays, pays out, you know, they still have to be good to, to take it all oh, the way sure. to the end of brackets. But yeah, you definitely get some underdogs, which yeah, is fun. Keeps it, keeps fun. it interesting. I think that's very true. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I wanted to say about casual boots is, uh, they have worked out something with speed gaming and I believe the vast majority, if not all of the top 16 matches will be restreamed on one of these speed gaming channels. So, uh, we'll put a link to their scheduling, uh, in the description of this episode and, uh, check them out. Those matches are great cause they go really fast, right? Casual boots, you know, generally, faster uh finish times so you know it's 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 a quicker watch which is which is nice as as a um as a watcher so cool all right that's it for casual boots uh next up we have avian art everyone's favorite uh depiction of birds we have a really neat uh spreadsheet that structural mike has put together that shows all of the groups uh, I noticed today all of the groups are named after different types of birds, uh, and and they're all pretty weird ones too, which I really like. 
And then he has also uh, compiled quite a few statistics showing which of the groups have finished their games, uh, whether they're scheduled, unscheduled, dropped or played. And then also what mode people are choosing, because remember, Avian Art has the weird yeah. kind of funky invert, you know, uh, invented modes that they that they made just for this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it turns out so far, the most popular mode, True Pot Hunt with uh, 42.9%. It's fun. Yeah. The, yeah. Is it is there like a meta developing like I had predicted? Because I haven't seen one of these I, races yet. The meta to me, and, and I granted I haven't played a lot of it, but is just it's worth diving dungeons if you can do anything because there's pots mm-hmm. like um, I don't know. I just uh, the most thing most thing I'm most excited about with this tournament. Uh, and this shows that I'm 12 years old and you guys can all judge me. Uh, but I watched the the reveal stream live and I absolutely lost everything I had laughing when I saw the group boobies come up and uh, shout outs to the birds, <laughs> the booby birds. Like they're great. The booby birds. They're bir- boobies as in birds, but they do have a very funny name. Almost as funny as Dodo. Yes. Uh, that but, one was a good yeah. one, too. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Especially since they're right next to each other. It kind of makes you think it says something other than Dodo. It's uh, uh, literally the one time I could probably say this on the podcast and not get bleeped out by Tim. So that you love boobies. <laughs> well, I really like the boobies group. I just yeah. think it's uh, I just think it's a, a fun name for a bird. Uh, and then if you move to the far right of this, like sheet that these published, there's a final column that just says burbs. And it's some giant sprite art from the game of some of the birds that appear in ALTTPR. Yep. And I just love that. Just this is the kind of this is the kind of stuff I do like. So personally, I'd feel you know a little crappy if I wasn't the Dodos group because like as, as you're not long for I, this world. Well, I mean, as far as I can tell, it's the only extinct bird in all of the groups. So you know, mm. yeah, that's true. That might not bode well for oh albatross. I don't think. We we Are still there, got albatrosses, right? We do. Is albatrosses the yeah, it is the correct. I thought it was like a mythical creature or something. What? No way. Albatross? That's a real bird? <laughs> yeah, of course. It is. Oh wow. Okay. They have like those big uh I don't know, beaks, I guess, or they yeah. they have like those little pouches and their bottom beak where they catch the fish and stuff. Mm. You've probably seen it in that one Disney movie where the rats move to America. Fievel or whatever Fievel it's called. Go- Fievel goes Fievel west. west. Right. I think either that one or the first one has a pelican in it and they ride in its mouth. Oh, I'm I mean, I guess sure. I just thought that was a pelican. Well, that is. A, I mean, I've, I've, I guess. I've, yeah. I mean, I've Googled albatross. Clearly that it's a real. I mean, I was wrong there. There's plenty of albatrosses. <laughs> around these days i just i guess i thought it was like a a a mythical animal like a phoenix or something that's uh that's very interesting mythical albatross yeah i've learned something about birds today yeah i did some bird learning i'm sure i'm gonna hear about the difference between uh an albatross oh yeah we will be educated yeah there's no doubt in my mind we got some bird experts uh that listen to this podcast that are gonna educate us (laughs) Um, so that's fine. I accept it. Uh, okay, so that's Avian Art. And then uh, just a quick reminder, League Season 5 uh, registration is live now. Uh, so if you have a team that you want to get in there, make sure that you get them registered. You have until Sunday when the registration closes. Um, not too much more to say about that. Just a friendly reminder. There's a lot of teams signed up already, and it's only Monday. Dante, can you talk about your team yet, or is that still under wraps? That's still under wraps. I'm contractually <laughs> obligated by someone who makes more money than me, probably. To no, I'm kidding, uh, but no, that we haven't really said. Um, but okay. we have. Uh, I'll, I will say, I'll leak this. We have 68 signups with teams right now. It's been Ooh, a little over nice. 24 hours. That's across both leagues. Wow, very nice. Well, we got ours in. Long shots. Um, we're excited to, to get started. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really excited for uh, you to be able to talk more about your team. I know you, you are. I told I yeah. told you, but uh, it'll probably be in the next week or two, maybe, that we'll be able okay. to, to jokingly say some stuff. <laughs> cool. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and I think that is it for stuff around the community. 
Um, so with that, let's get into GMP community updates. Uh, so I promised you a recap of the mentor tournament now that we are completely through with all matches. Uh, so just another quick reminder of our winners. Uh, so the, we already talked about gold and tempered sword. Congrats to DDR Kirby ISQ for winning gold. Uh, was guested on the podcast last episode. We had a great time talking talking to him. Uh, Yeetbox slash Faker Jr. won the tempered. Just a reminder there. And then we have Master Sword Bracket. Uh, we had our final match there. And congrats to Professor Pixie for winning that one. Second place was Arm LX or Armlix. Not sure if it's one word or not. Uh, third is Galderon and fourth is Mr. Angry Pants. So congrats to all of those on the podium in the Master Sword bracket. And then the Fighter Sword bracket, huge congratulations to HuffPuff1337, winner of the Fighter Sword bracket. Second place, we had Argy. And then we, I don't think they had a, a third place match, but Koopa Diola and Captain Bublo were, I guess, tied for third there. Um, so huge congrats to all of the folks that got, uh, you know, in top four of all the brackets and, um, we'll see you next year. Uh, so in wrapping things up, uh, we got a lot of great feedback in the feedback channel. Um, some, some really good comments there. We might, you know, cherry pick a few of those to talk about here, uh, in a, in a little bit. Um, but before we do that, I wanted to take a look at the master sheet that shows kind of a, a recap of, of the year. Um, you know, while we're going through the races, uh, Lumaga has kind of set us up with some spreadsheets that keep track of things. And, uh, you know, huge shout out to our mod team for updating these within the spreadsheet so that we have these at the end of the year. I uh, wanted to shout out our most valuable mentors. So, of course, uh, we had John Snew on the podcast a couple episodes ago, and he was designated the MVP mentor with 26 mentor sessions overall, which is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but he wasn't the only one that really went above and beyond. Uh, so we wanted to quickly shout out everybody who did double digit mentor sessions. So John Snoo came in with 26. We had Matt Cap with 19, a uh, leader in the uh, Spanish speaking community. Um, so great to see them step up. We had a Radical Sniper 99 with 12. Uh, so 15 with 11. Smirk JD with 11 and Maniacal with 10. Uh, and then, you know, so many people that did, you know, eight, seven, six, five, four. So, I mean, obviously those are huge. Even doing doing more than one, I think, is is a really big deal. Um, not that, you know, just doing one is not a big deal, but knowing what you're getting into and doing it one time and coming back, I think that says a lot, um, you know, because anybody could just do it one time and be like, eh, not for me. But to come back again and do it, I think is huge. And I, I oh, wish yeah. I could, I, we had time to read out every one of these names. But yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, big, we don't. But yeah, huge you. shout out to you as, guys. As yeah. you said. And uh, I don't, I don't want to single anyone out, but I will say uh, I bet it's a lot of fun to get uh, mentored by Maniacal because uh, that guy's got a great voice and he knows how to talk. I love listening to his commentary, <laughs> no matter what he commentates. Indeed. And if I'm imagining him mentoring me, I bet it's like super relaxing and calming and super fun. And it, uh, it's like your personal ASMR like host who guides you around the world of Hyrule. I, I bet that's <laughs> pretty fun. Yeah, I like that. Um, we always we always like uh, hedge this. When we talk about mentor win percentages, because we don't want to send the wrong message. We don't want mentors to be focused on whether or not the racer wins or not. It's about the learning experience. But I think it's also like this is a very competitive community. You know, we lift each other up and we're very friendly. But the main thing we like to do is race one another head to head or in groups. So it's natural to look at, you know, success rate with this kind of thing. And I do think it's interesting. So I did want to shout out a couple of people that had pretty successful win rates as mentors. Uh, so the first one is Orange mentored five matches and their mentee won four of them with an 80 percent win rate. It's pretty, pretty dang good. The the highest one I can see who went perfect was Jay Meesher. Uh mentored three matches, but their mentee won all three of them. So uh, shout out to them. Oh, also, sorry, Ninjembro did the same thing uh, as well. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Those two people. So shout out to them. That's That's pretty cool. Again, you know, doesn't define your success necessarily, but it is always cool, you know, when when that happens. Shout out uh, uh, to their mentees for padding their stats. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Help, helping them out, getting a little shout out in the cast. 
Um, we also wanted to take a look at uh, the asyncs, the the initial asyncs that everyone did. We did release these, so they have been you know public for a while. Anyone can go see kind of where they stacked up on these. Uh, and it's always fun to compare those async results to, um, you know, how you ended up doing, you know, at the end of the tournament. So last tournament, we had Vextifer that, you know, we kind of heralded as as our, you know, uh, poster child for self-improvement, came in really low on the asyncs and then and then did really well in the tournament and has since done very well in the community at large in uh, other tournaments. But um we didn't really have one of those necessarily this year. It's kind of more, um, it's a little more general than that. So we did kind of, kind of go through the list of asyncs to find people that sort of stood out to us. Uh, one of them that I wanted to acknowledge was, where did they go? Uh, Power to Mario. So they were exactly in the middle of all of the asyncs. Uh, they were 39th place when you added up, you know, their uh, time for both of the seeds um, out of 77. So exactly in the middle uh, or more or less, basically. Uh, and they ended up finishing in the top four of the gold bracket. So, I mean, that's a huge improvement. They were kind of, you know, they went from being sort of middling to um, one of the best in the tournament. So I thought that was pretty remarkable. Um, similarly, we had uh, Faker Jr. Uh, 55th overall um, in the Asyncs. Um, with a combined time of four hours, 33 minutes over the two async seeds and then went on to win the tempered sword bracket. So that also I, I saw as being some pretty remarkable uh, uh, improvement there. And as a reminder, Faker Jr., the son of community member Namefaker89, um, being mentored by their by their pa there. So I thought, oh, that was yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, um, there were more, uh, you know, like I said, none that like. Uh, really were remarkable standouts, kind of like Vex was, but you can see quite a bit of improvement all across the board. Um, you know, it's not just like the lower names went to the fighters bracket, the next ones up went to master. You know, there's quite a bit of sort of jumping around there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, yeah, always, always love to see that. Who do you, who do you think in the faker household, who do you think gets the blame when they lose a match? Do you think it's like, <laughs> oh, you failed me? Or do you think it's like, <laughs> oh, son, I'm disappointed in you. They're probably, they're probably <laughs> super supportive of each other and super nice people and they love each other and they like build each other up if they lose a match. But I, I'm imagining like, you know, who, who's blaming who if it goes wrong? An angsty teenager would, just being like, God, <laughs> dad, this is all your fault. Yeah, dad, why didn't you teach me that trick correctly, dad? <laughs> <laughs> so that that would be uh, obviously a sight to see and very funny. But I also imagine where it's much more like subtle, you know, mm -hmm. like the next day at dinner being like, uh, hey, <laughs> yeah, son, I, could you uh, pass me the potatoes? Kind of like you passed by uh, Bonk Rocks uh, in the match yesterday, you know? I mean, so. I, I, you know, maybe they could have a hover debate too, uh, over dinner, <laughs> you know, or something. Yeah. That, that could bring families together, but it could also very much tear them apart. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah. So anyway, that is, uh, MT recap, uh, in terms of feedback, uh, most of it very positive. So thank you all very much. I'm glad you, you know, had a good time through the tournament. I would say the, the main thing that we kind of got feedback on, it's kind of similar to last year in that there were still quite a few mentors who didn't get a chance to quite get into the mix, uh, you know, compared to other mentors who were very popular. So this was something we heard last year and we instituted the limits. So, you know, when each mentor submitted their, uh, um, you know, submission, I always do that where I like use the <laughs> verb and then the noun immediately after. And it's so awkward. Anyway, um, we would have them say how many times they felt comfortable mentoring per week. And if they were on the schedule for that many times, they, you know, their name would turn red and they would get shuffled down to the bottom of the list. Even with that precaution, there were still quite a few people, I think, that felt like they got passed up or never got reached out to. So I think there's maybe more work to be done there. And, and we got some good suggestions that we'll be looking at more closely when it comes time planning for MT23. And then another thing I think was in the mentor bios. There were some good points brought up there. So we've currently just been leaving it to people to say, hey, talk about yourself, describe yourself to a potential mentee and post it in this channel. And then people just scroll through that channel to read what they want. Um, 
through no fault of the mentors, those descriptions have gotten pretty lengthy. And as we all know, text on the Internet, when it gets too long, really just gets glossed right over. Mm -hmm. And I think that happened with a lot of people. They and, and, you know, it sucks because it's the exact opposite result that you would want. They put a lot of thought into it. They're probably a great mentor that's going to really take this seriously. And so they write a bunch about themselves. And now suddenly it's a TLDR wall and mm -hmm. they don't get reached out to, you know, so it's, uh, I think it also yeah, kind of seems like one and the other, like they're both kind of related, you know, in a way, at mm -hmm. least uh, at the same time, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of suggestions we've, we've got and what we could implement to make the whole mentor picking more, I don't know, balanced, I guess. I don't want to say more fair because I feel like it is fair to let the mentees pick whoever they want. And that's also exactly the problem that we're facing because, you know, we can implement limits and tell people to maybe not take on as much and stuff like that, but people are going to take the mentors that they want. And, you know, people have a tendency to gravitate either towards people that they already know or towards names that they already recognize from somewhere. So if you're, mm -hmm. you know, you might be the best mentor in the world and you might be a great player, but if you're in quote unquote, relatively unknown in the community, if people don't recognize your name, you're probably less likely to get picked. And I'm not sure there's a lot we can do from an like admin side to, you know, make that better. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. It's, you know, we can't make people pick certain people. Exactly. We, we've tried, you know, I don't think. I don't think that's a good way to go. We don't want to assign mentors. Mm -hmm. We've moved away from that and it's the tournament has been much better as a result. Yeah. People have, have a choice. I, one thing I think we can do is try to, you know, make available all of the names and put them on kind of more of an equal footing and let people decide, you know, once they see the whole list and then at that point, if they see someone they want, you know, they should, they should ask them. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, there, I, we had a, a few suggestions of kind of ways we could try to, Make sure there's more equal footing there. For instance, you know, standardizing the questions that we ask uh, or instituting character limits, you know, things like that could definitely mm -hmm. go a long way to helping with visibility for everyone. Um, real quick, a couple of the other things that people were asking. We had some feedback about modes. Um, mm -hmm. There was a lot of requests to look at adding a boot start mode next year uh, because there were situations where mentors wanted to talk about, you know, bootstraps, speed strats there, and the boots just wouldn't show up for, you know, hours. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I understand that, you know, on the one hand, you hear they want boots and it's like, oh, of course they do, babies, <laughs> you know, learn how to play rando you kids. Uh, but no, I, I think it's a really good point. You know, you you boot tech is important and it's better to learn that earlier um than than having to wait for boots to show up uh and then by then you know it's it's hard to cram all of the info in uh with all the other stuff you're already talking about so uh definitely well heard I, I hear you on that one we will definitely consider that um there was one other thing that was referenced that i wanted to touch on let me see if i could just find it real quick in a scan um oh one thing that was brought up was the kind of like we were talking about earlier, the amount of races played. Uh, there were some people that felt like they didn't quite get enough play in. Um, and that is one where I'm going to say I hear you and thank you for your feedback. But I feel like currently, especially compared to past years, we provide plenty of opportunities for people to play. There's six guaranteed weeks of Swiss and then at least two bracket races. I don't know if you guys remember in the first year, we you could do the, yeah, two the, races in brackets, lose them both, and you're yeah. done. The first year was so. really bad in that regard. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah it, was, it was GSL was a great idea, but for the learning part, it was not. Um, and mm -hmm. I think we adapted well to it. Uh, with what we have with Swiss and, you know, I, I, here's, here's the thing. And I, I say this all the time and I kind of just, I don't, I don't even know if this is the best part to put it in. Uh, Tim mentioned it earlier, but the tournament is always about learning. It is not about winning. I think you can ask any previous winner uh, or of any bracket or any previous like runner up. Um, there's no like, I mean, besides just saying, Hey, I did it. There's not any like huge adulation. To, to winning. Yeah. Like it mm. is. And if you did it, maybe it just, maybe that means you one got a little lucky and two also learn the most, uh, improve the most, and you should be very proud of it. But 
I think our tournament is something that constantly needs to be reminded. Like it is, it is strictly for fun and learning and yeah, don't get, don't get too, mm-hmm. not, not saying anyone did this time. I, I'm really not pointing fingers at anybody. I just wanted to make sure I said uh, a piece of that. Like, don't, don't get in mm-hmm. your own head that, you, you know, if I win this, I'm going to make it like that. Mm-hmm. Not always the case, but yeah. you know, and uh, sort of in the same vein to what Danny just said, but more to the point that you just brought up Tim about, you know, them wanting more matches and stuff. Yeah. I think um, w- without wanting to sound harsh or coming off as like, you know, uh, I don't know, not understanding of that. I get that. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that they want more matches in the mentor tournament that kind of, you know, it feels good. And it's kind of an honor to say, hey, they like it so much. But th- there's so much opportunities to race in the random world. Go join the ladder or something. You know, that's what the mentor tournament is for. We're teaching you. We're, we're giving you like an easy into the competitive world of rando. And at some point you you got to like leave the nest. We're like pushing you out. And I think yeah. more matches will be detrimental to that. You can't always yeah. stay in that safe blanket of, oh, I, I'm getting my mentor back or, oh, yeah, OK, I don't have a mentor, but I'm still in the mentor tournament. It doesn't really mean anything. You know, you got to get out there at some point. I think so true to play devil's advocate as well. Uh, it would, it would make it uneven if we split, like kept splitting the modes three and three. But if we did a seven week Swiss, that might, uh, alleviate some tiebreaker issues. I'm not hundred percent sure of that I haven't done the math, so I can't, I can't comment on it, but I know like we always have to deal with tiebreakers. We have to deal with a bunch of like, you know, weird stuff with that. And it may help alleviate that. Uh, in future tournaments. So I don't know if that's a, a seven week thing, eight week thing. Uh, I, I think eight, we get a little too much, but you know, it, it's, it's something mm-hmm. to at least have like in the back pocket to consider uh, like labbing that out, I think uh, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that has to do also with the amount of participants you have. I think the mm-hmm. reason that we do 64 participants and at the end of week six, you have one person that's six and oh only. You know, mm-hmm. so we definitely could do seven week and we could all, you know, if we were going to also allow more people like bump it up to 80 or something like that and do five brackets at the end. Uh, yeah, that's certainly possible. Um, I don't know if that math is right either, but oh, yeah. we could have then, the you know, swordless bracket. To. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, because then we have the uh, other another issue where, you know, we did have to cut quite a few people before we started to get down to 64. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, the idea is we want to cut people that are too good. And we did, you know, cut a lot of people that are very, very good that, you know, unfortunately weren't able to participate. So that's kind of one, you know, with the amount of people where I'm like, uh, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's, you can go either way with it. Um, one other thing that I did see, and then we'll wrap this up because we're kind of running out of time, uh, was people talking about wanting to see some more advanced modes. Like mm-hmm. perhaps uh, like a little bit of master compass or, or uh, sorry, MC shuffle or maybe even like keys. Um, and that is something that I don't think we will ever do. I I, I I like us kind of sticking to the basics when it comes to, um, you know, we're not doing entrance modes or key modes or shuffling. You know, even MC shuffle, I think, is a little too much. Uh, I do pretty strongly believe we want to stick with kind of the more middle of the road modes for this tournament. So. Mm-hmm. That's something we I don't think I don't see a lot of change happening there. But, you know, looking at boots modes, I think that is definitely something we can take into consideration. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I would definitely say so. As you were saying earlier, in like a learning environment, it just makes so much sense, because if you want to teach people something and you're missing a tool to teach them something, it just, you know, it, it just hampers you immediately. Yeah, it's like when I learned how to drive, my parents insisted on making me learn how to drive stick first Mm -hmm. and then automatic. And I have to say, even as like a parent now, I I think that was the wrong way to do it. I think I should (laughs) have learned automatic and then manual. I feel like Uh, that's a a lot easier because I learned manual first because my grandpa told me I should always know how to drive. And now 
both both cars that are here at my house are manuals because I, I I agree that everyone should know I how to prefer. play ma- or drive drive manual. <laughs> I watched the Amazing Race and you would not believe how many contestants are eliminated because neither one of them knows how to drive stick. Mm. It's actually insane. Uh, I everyone should know. I firmly believe that. But I also feel like if I would have learned how to drive normal first and then factored in this gear thing, that would have been a lot better for for teenage temp. But uh, and and I see this kind of as, as teenage to to temp. The, I why like I brought it. that up, <laughs> <laughs> teen temp. Uh, to to you know why I even mentioned that. I think you know boots versus taking boots away is kind of the same thing. You know if boots is automatic and not having boots is standard. I think it actually makes sense to have boots first and then take them away. Mm, so. I would say, and I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna do it right now that I think you give them no boots to start with. Boots movement is more advanced. And I know people say it's lazy in a way, but you have more time to explain things, especially to very green beginners when they have to walk somewhere potentially at the beginning. Now, boots could show up in the the house chest and then, you know, that's gone. But um, I think being able to have some experience on knowing how to do some movement and then understanding boot movement when it's good to use it, when it's not good to use it, that could come as like a a middle ground it, like lesson, I guess, if if uh, yeah. we could call it that. That's a good point. Uh, well, there's pros and cons we're gonna have to, to both, about. but that's for yeah. 2023, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to figure that out uh, in 2023. Cool. All right, and then last thing for GMP community updates is biweekly seed. Uh, we did the casual boots last time, uh, and then next up, I think we kind of have it cut out for us already. We've talked a lot about this Kabuki-tational tournament. I think we should roll up a casual boots all dungeon key sanity for him. Sure. I'm done. Easy. As much as I hate the name, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. That's what we'll do. And let's go ahead and wrap this up. All right. So in the interest of time, I'm going to skip all of the like handles that I always say. You guys know where we are. Um, but we did get a new review, so I have to read that. While and you it was do that, from, or you look it up. Yeah, go ahead. We yeah, haven't plugged ahead. it in a while. I want to thank all of our patrons that still are sticking around on the Patreon. Yes. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, thank you. Like, we do appreciate it. And uh, you guys are great. Absolutely. Huge shout outs to our patrons. Thank you all so much for your support. Uh, and also thank you to Hawk 59 who left us a five star review on iTunes, bringing us up to 60, who said a uh, oh, man, I can't read the title. It cuts off a little bit. A great pod and even better something. I don't know what that says, but the review says since ALTTP is my favorite game of all time, it was only natural to stumble into the random community, rando community. I'm sure they meant once there. I was lucky to find GMP. Three hosts with a ton of knowledge and connections that keep everyone up to date on the greatest game in the world and allow me more insight into all the wonderful people in the community. Lucky enough to be in the 22 Mentor Tournament because of this pod and now making a ton of new friends along the way. And then there's the last line here. And I'm just going to assume there's some typos. I want to think it's on purpose and funny. I'm going to read. I'm going to read the typos (laughs) and no shade at all. I think it's hilarious. But this is what it says. Time, dainty and herf. Keep up the great work. So <laughs> I'll be going by time until the end of this episode. If you could address me as such, I would appreciate it. Nice. Uh, and uh, Dainty, full, are you good with that? Yeah, Dainty has the full uh, title. Uh, a great pod and even better community. Exactly. Oh, that's so. the full title. Nice. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so thank you so much, Hawk, for the review. Uh, we really appreciate that. If you want to let us know what you think of the show, you can do so by reviewing us on iTunes or uh, Spotify has a place for reviews as well and probably other podcatchers. So we, we appreciate that. Uh, for my shout out this week, uh, you can watch me play at twitch.tv slash tip underscore. And I want to double back to Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal. So that's exactly how you pronounce that name. And I apologize for messing it up. I didn't realize that's the guy who did Dexter's Laboratory and a bunch of like old classics. So sorry for not putting the correct amount of respect on his name. Uh, And I'll also say after getting into season two of that show, which is currently airing, I I've gone from tentatively recommending it to 
f- like full hearted recommend recommendation. It's it's definitely really great show. Recommending it, it? Okay. it really goes some places, and it's it's definitely uh, very entertaining. So I would I would fully recommend that. And then uh, more quickly, uh, there's a show that is also in its season two right now called Kevin Can F Himself. Um, it's actually Kevin Can F- Himself, but you know they don't put that in the title because that would be probably problematic for advertisers and whatnot. But uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's on FX and it is Annie Murphy, who's the lead from Schitt's Creek or one of the leads from Schitt's Creek. She's incredible in it. Uh, It's like half of it is a multicam sitcom that's like really well lit with like really, you know, with like uh, canned laughter and stuff like that. And then the other half is like a single camera drama and it's exploring, you know, there's there's this main sitcom character named Kevin, who's basically kind of like Doug Heffernan from King of Queens, if you're familiar with that sitcom, just a big yeah. man, baby. Mm-hmm. And it kind of explores like if you were actually this dude's wife in real life, your life would be miserable. And so, like, whenever he leaves the room, it switches from sitcom to single camera and you follow, you know, her life, Allison's life. And it's it's just a really well made show. I knew the premise going into it and it definitely lives up to it. The one thing I didn't expect is actually how funny the sitcom elements are. It's actually a a good sitcom, which is hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Genuinely pretty funny. So that's uh, Kevin can F himself. I, I, I recommend that show. I've been I've been really enjoying that lately. So that's my recommendation. Cool. Who's next? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, you know, besides shouting out Beast in the East Five one final time, uh, um, I want to say shout outs to uh, the Donkey Kong Country series speedrun. I've been like going down a rabbit hole of watching streamers play like Donkey Kong Country one, two, or three, um, and uh, I don't understand how precise those button inputs are, but it feels really hard. Um, so. That's it. That's that's the shout out. Uh, not really great, but I just got to say, I think that those those st- style games like those platformers, you know, I think you could throw Mario World in that to an extent. The the precision on it is pretty yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. That's a cool. Shout out. Uh, all right. For me, this week uh, is an interesting one. Um, a while ago, I think I linked it in the podcast discord as well. I don't know if anyone saw it. It was in the off topic channel, I believe. Uh, the Quake Championships were going on, uh, and I was watching them and really enjoying them. And Kilsen won them, if that means anything to anyone except for me. A German player has been playing Quake for, I don't know, for as long as I have known about competitive Quake. He has a 14-year-old son, so you can imagine kind of what <laughs> age he is. He's, he's around my age and stuff, you know. But successful Quake player won the Quake Championship and stuff. So uh, I downloaded Quake Champions again and started playing a little bit. I uh, had some fun. And then uh, I got suddenly got Team Fortress 2 videos recommended to me on uh, YouTube, apparently because YouTube kind of reads my future mind or something. The AI is connected to the, the time portal, dimensional, whatever. So mm-hmm. I started watching those and I was like, all right, I guess the 2000 hours of TF2 that I played 10 years plus ago weren't enough. So I've been spending my time playing Team Fortress 2 again, and uh, it's fun. The community is interesting. It's still relatively big. They have a huge bot problem where, you know, randomly uh, people or bots, I should say, will join, uh, play a sniper and just instant headshot everyone across the map. <laughs> but uh, it, they are easily recognized and the community is so into the game that they immediately kick and ban them as soon as they spot them. So they're kind of annoying for a little while, but, you know, as soon as someone is like, oh, kick your bot, please, other team, they're like, yeah, we've already got the vote, you know, going and it's going to take a second and it'll be gone. And it's kind of cool to see. I'm a little confused because it's gone from like a class based shooter game to, you know, the meme used to be it's a hat collector and it still is. But there's also so many different weapons for every class that all kind of do the same, but they all change it up slightly. And I have no idea what's going on half the time, but you know, it's still (laughs) fun. So whatever I jump in and I get killed a lot and explode into a thousand pieces, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Is it one of those games where like, you're just going to be a detriment to your team for like the first 10 to 15 matches until you can figure out how to be helpful. 
Um, I not necessarily. I mean, probably in a way because you have to learn the maps and you have to know, you know, how, what what are the different classes and what do I even do with this. Uh, but I think it's. I don't know if you've ever looked at the game itself. It's very like comic styled and yeah. stuff. So it's it, it's very easy to kind of you know understand. Oh, okay, this is the soldier. He shoots rockets and he has a shotgun. And this is the engineer and he builds like little sentry turrets and teleporters and stuff. So you kind of get the idea pretty quickly, I think. And mm. there's some people on there that do insane. Sh- that blows my mind where I'm like, all right, I just, you know, there's nothing I can do. I see you and you kill me and there's, I have like no comeback to anything you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not too often. It's pretty, pretty good at keeping things balanced and not making you feel too awful most of the time. Yeah. What's the best place to go and watch some, some TFE? Would you just <laughs> say people should just go play or is it the kind of thing you might want to watch someone play? I mean, it depends. You, you probably want to watch it first before you commit to the download and everything it is and has been for quite some time now free to play so you can just you know get get it on steam downloaded give it a shot it, it's very i was surprised at how much they uh like upgraded it as far as quality of life stuff goes because it used to be very old school fps where you'd go into the game you'd set up your stuff and then you'd go into a server browser where you'd check you know Oh, okay, what ping do I have and how many players yeah. are on the server and yada, yada, yada. And now it just, you know, gives you a little thing where you put check marks next to the modes that you're interested in. And then you queue into like a, a queue for casual play. And it doesn't even take a minute and it joins you on a server and you just get to play. Nice. So it's, it's very easy to get into. And as far as where to watch it. Uh, I personally recommend the YouTube channel Almaxo. I'll give you the link to put it in the description. He doesn't really make TF2 videos that are super serious, but it, it probably like if if that stuff interests you, then you would definitely enjoy the game. Okay. Yeah, it's I've never got into TF2. I mean, I've, there's like a bajillion memes that have been made about it over the years. Like I'm familiar with the characters and their personalities mm-hmm. and stuff, but yeah, I've never played it. Yeah, as I said, I've had like over 2000 hours uh, on my Steam account on it already from back when I last played it. And then uh, I locked back in for the first time and I don't even know how long ago. Yeah. Uh, on like two or three days ago. I'm at yeah. 2017 hours played currently. I just looked. <laughs> wow. Holy so, God. yeah, I spend a lot of time playing that game, man. It's pretty wild. Wow. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get together, play a little uh, like um, couch co-op at STL. Sure. I'd love to. Yeah. Sweet. Let's do it. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Go Mode podcast. We will be back again in two weeks. And I believe now is the time for us to save and quit. To mirror out. What the hell?